0: If you have a child with type 1 diabetes, whether they were diagnosed five days ago or five years ago, you continue to have questions. These are the questions about the emotional side of living with diabetes, the questions about how to parent diabetes. I'm Joanne Robb, a psychotherapist and fellow T1D mom, and I've been parenting diabetes for almost 15 years. In this podcast, I'm here to answer your questions about the emotional and relational challenges that come with being a caregiver for a child with type 1 diabetes. before we dive in, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor, and nothing that I offer here should be considered medical advice. If you want to make any changes to the way you or your child is managing their type one, please be sure to check in with your doctor or medical team. Let's get started.
1: Hey, Joanne. Uh, yeah. I am a mom of a type one daughter who is four and a half years old. It's been just over two years since her diagnosis, and I recently had a situation with a relatively close friend who lives in my town that has been bothering me and this this friendship sort of came to a bit of a a head and it felt like we had a disagreement that really stemmed from my daughter's diabetes. And the situation, the, her reaction to it felt uncalled for. Given that she knows that I'm sensitive in certain areas related to my daughter's diabetes, mm-hmm. that, you know, I'd given her the information about that my daughter tends to carry sicknesses for extra time when she gets sick, that her blood sugar runs really high and it creates a very difficult management situation. And it was a situation where her daughter, who's my daughter's age, just it was like in the middle or the tail end of a cold and was basically right on top of my daughter. And I was trying to actually respect my daughter's wishes at the time because my daughter knew her friend was sick and asked her to like give her some personal space. Mm. In a weird way, it feels like even though there was a particular thing that this friend of mine snapped at me for, it felt like it was almost about the diabetes of it all. Like she didn't care knew i had these concerns but like didn't care and i feel like it sort of has been a little bit of a theme in terms of not wanting to learn more not caring about the diabetes aspect of it and like how difficult it's been and i feel like our friendship has now ended over what what feels like diabetes which it feels silly to me, but I feel like that—that that is sort of an underlying theme that maybe she doesn't understand how difficult the last two years have been for me or that I'm like on constant vigilance when it comes to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so things that are related to sickness, like I really am trying to have my daughter be as well as possible. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to sort of ask like, you know, is this something that I should be aware of in the future that like in friendships of mine, that diabetes is going to Come between me and other adults because this is something that's a big deal in my life. And especially Mm -hmm. if I'm out and about with my daughter, like it's sort of front and center of my mind of what am I doing to keep my child safe, whether it's low blood sugars, whether it's, you know, managing food or managing activity. It just feels like it's something that like will become maybe not even just with this friend, but will become an issue again at some point in the future Mm -hmm. and like like how should i think about that
0: Mm -hmm. so carla i want to start by saying that i think that sounds really painful actually that the idea that a friendship ended in a way that feels like it's about diabetes and also is not a hundred percent clear if it's about diabetes like it's a sixth sense you have that there Mm -hmm. was something intolerable here And it feels to me like this other mommy has some judgment and some sort of lack of imagination, right, about what your experience has been that she Mm -hmm. can't lean far enough into picturing what it's like, which that part I have to say doesn't really surprise me, right? Because, you know, unless you're living this firsthand, you don't really know what it is. And I have found in my experience that the friends who are really able to watch me and see and listen are rare. Right. Right. So that part feels kind of sadly normal. And I think the idea that you would lose a friend over it feels tragic and sort of not okay. Right. So it's it's this, it's a little of both and like I don't think you should expect that people are going to be like this. I think that that would be a terrible thing for you to carry. Like what a terrible cross to bear in the world, right? Agreed. (laughs) Like like, because my daughter has diabetes, I can expect that people are going to treat me in a really bad way and they're not going to understand and they're not going to be generous or sympathetic Mm -hmm. to my needs with my daughter's care. And I think that you are going to run into some people for whatever reason, who have a weird reactivity to your situation. My guess from what you just described to me is that she had some protective response about her daughter, right? Because your daughter was saying back up and you were saying, Hey, back up that she felt maybe I'm guessing here, Carla. I don't know that she felt maybe like her daughter got ganged up on. And so she felt like she turned into the mama bear, right? Yes, That's a guess.
1: I do think, In this particular case that's what happened Mm -hmm. and even with me sort of uh, readdressing it with her after some time had passed i think she didn't want to like back up from Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like what happened i think Mm -hmm. she just wanted to like let it be and move on which like i wasn't really okay with
0: what do you mean by let it be and move on
1: our conversation basically was me trying to assess like what was going on for her and like was there something that she wanted to address with me that made her snap at me and she said let's just agree to disagree like over and over so you know in that in that case like that just feels like a friend who doesn't actually want to have a meaningful conversation to resolve something that like very clearly happened i can't think of the last time i've snapped at a friend or a friend has snapped at me it's like something you would do with your family maybe but like Not so much with friends. And so that's where uh, it's sort of this unusual thing that happens because I think I was particularly taken aback mainly because I don't think I've been snapped at very much by a friend, Mm -hmm. even by some of my very close friends. Mm -hmm. We may disagree, but I don't think we actually like yell at each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I think is weird. And also, like, uh, let's agree to disagree in a certain tone sort of gives the impression that like you actually don't just want to like say, Hey, like we're not seeing on the same page. Like, let's just move on from this. Like I think we can just say that that was a like one day thing and we'll move on. Like for her, the tone was enough that I could tell that there was like more there. And I was trying to press her to like, give me more, you know, like I wanted to have that conversation and. Mm
0: -hmm. Wait, I want um, to pause you because I think, I think what you're saying is really remarkable actually because I think that in any close human relationship with your mother, with your siblings, with your spouse, for sure, with your kids, definitely, as they get older, especially, there are going to be ruptures, Mm -hmm. right? And the question is, how do we do the repair? Mm -hmm. Right. And so what you're saying is, I wanted to do the repair, I wanted to really understand where she was coming from. I wanted her to understand where I was coming from. I was trying to come forward with some curiosity and some mm-hmm. openness. And she, for whatever reason, couldn't mm-hmm. tolerate that, right. right? And so what you got was a really quick lesson into this friend's ability to manage relationship. Right. That can be exceedingly painful. Yeah. Right? Especially when a friend someone who you thought was dear to you can't meet you where you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think that that's necessarily diabetes related. That's, that's the piece I want to say is like, yes, is there a part where a friend is going to need to lift themselves up a little higher to look at what your issues are? Uh-huh. Yep. Is everyone going to be able to do that? No, probably not do I want you to walk through your life expecting that nobody's going to be able to meet you there? No. This sounds really to me a little specific about her capacity to do the repair, to be thoughtful. Like she got protective, she got defensive, she got whatever she got and she couldn't get to curious and open and like loving. Right. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. Mm -hmm.
1: The one thing like I wanted to mention, just because I feel like it's somewhat relevant is Her daughter had some food allergies since she was a baby to uh, certain food products. Mm -hmm. And her daughter had recently tested out of these, meaning she no longer has allergies, which on the one hand, I will tell you, made me very jealous. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, the comment that she made to me was, I don't know how I'm going to not be an allergy mom any longer. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was like a dagger to my heart. And I was like, that's so great for you. I don't know when I will get to not be a diabetes mom any longer. I'm like, how insensitive to say that to somebody who has potentially like a lifelong condition. I don't know that there's a cure on the horizon. Would I love to be one, there to be one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do some allergies never have a cure possibility? Yes. But her daughter essentially was cured. From her condition, she no longer has to be on high alert for allergens that her daughter could have an anaphylaxis shock, you know, reaction to. When will I get that? And to yeah. say that to me, I will tell you, is so hurtful. And for somebody to be in a, posi- a sort of a similar position, they're not exactly the same, but being an allergy mom, you have to be on. Top of your game in terms of reading food labels, making sure what's being handed to your kid is safe, making sure that you have appropriate snacks at school and that a strangers know what's going on with your kid. So, like, you would think that this person would actually understand and sympathize in a way that maybe a parent who doesn't have any special things about their kids to have to like be on high alert about maybe wouldn't be able to put themselves in but like this person maybe should have and like my expectation and maybe it's my own expectations that i'm like struggling with too is like out of a group of friends of like people who should like sort of get it i would have expected her to like get it a half step more than just anybody else who like doesn't have somebody in their life who has a special need. And that I think is almost like more troubling to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, you know, other diabetes parents get it. Like there's an instant connection. You get it because you're living the life. But in some ways, the fact that she was an allergy mom that just turned into a former allergy mom, like in some ways I expected her to get it a little bit more than the average person.
0: Yeah. So I, what I'm hearing honestly is the mourning. Yeah. And I, I think it's so painful. Like we mourn when our children are diagnosed and we mourn again. And again, I think of it as a spiral that just kind of comes around and hits us again in yeah. a different time. And yeah. so what I'm hearing here is the sense of mourning that you don't get to step away mm-hmm. and the anger and frustration that sometimes people do. And sometimes in them stepping away, they aren't paying attention to what your experience is. Mm-hmm. And it's still painful. Yeah, It's still painful because you don't get to not be a diabetes mom. Right. A cure on the horizon feels like not the fantasy that any of us get to actually have. I don't know. Right. Maybe I'm too pessimistic. And you got hit by this mom, and you were hoping and assuming in some way that her experience would align with yours enough that she in particular wouldn't hit you as the door swung on her way out, right? And it hurt. It hurt a lot. So it's not even just this interaction between the girls and that, it's somehow that she hurt you. And that would be a very dear, good friend to be able to say, hey, what you just said really hurt me. Yeah. Right. And that would be hard. Yeah.
1: I mean, the irony is I was sort of willing to let that be like, okay, like she sort of stuck her foot in her mouth and she like, I'll just let that roll off my back. Like, Mm -hmm. was that a painful comment? Yes. Do I think that she knows how painful that comment was? Probably not. So I'm just going to like, let that roll off my back that lots of things hit you in a way that you're like, I don't need to like make a big deal out of this. This is not a thing. But when she snapped at me, over something that like truly was relatively minor, I really did want to confront because it just felt like that's not something I can ignore. Like if you're snapping at me, there's there's something going on there. Mm-hmm. There's something going on and I don't know how long it's been building for. And I don't I don't even know what I did to provoke it mm-hmm. other than just say, hey, sweetie, could you like, could you like move your mat a couple inches? So that way there's like a little bit of space between the two of you guys because Lily did ask for that space, you know, and, and in so a way hard. like- yeah in a way like that's where you know i'm willing to let certain stuff go and then other stuff you know and sort of her reaction after the fact i was like you know something something's going on here that's that's weird and it it feels like it's been building for a while and i don't even know why i'm being snapped at right now Mm -hmm. and i'd like like to repair this and like it like also like weirdly feels that your child is like more important than
0: mine in the moment it sounds like there's a lot that's here that's very complicated right? And that wasn't working out super well. And so it makes sense to me that it feels so distressing, because it wasn't just one moment. It was there's an accumulation here of small things that were dripping into the relationship that weren't addressed, that there wasn't enough safety to address. So I I think what I want to do here is I want to be careful to name that this relationship feels a little fraught. And your original question was, Do I expect this around diabetes? Is this what I have to brace myself for always? And I feel like, no. Are there going to be people who are like this friend, who are not able to lean in, who are not able to see and who with them, right? Because that's co-created, that there's not enough safety for you guys to have the discussion. Right. Right. And that can, those are rare friends that we can say, Hey, what you just did hurt. How many friends do we get to actually say that to Not too many, not
1: too many, not too many because you say that to people who are very, very close with you that you want to maintain a long-term relationship with. And in some ways I think that's what is very tricky about a friend relationship is it's more tenuous than your family in some ways, because like your family, you're, you're sort of stuck with. <laughs> and most people, you're more willing to like put in the hard work and like have some of those repairing conversations and try to figure out a way to like muddle through, you know.
0: Well, you're also more willing to have those yeah. uh, repair because, yes. because you know, they're not going to go anywhere. Right? They're not the going to go anywhere. safety is there. Yes, already. the safety is there. Right oh, now. completely. Right. The with safety it. is there, which is why you know I
1: think most friends don't snap at each other because
0: the safety is not there.
1: The safety is not there. <laughs> if you snap at me one time, I may say, "Oh, we are done with this friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not need this in my life. I have plenty of other friends. I don't need this particular friendship." You know, I think the tricky part is I live in a small town, and I'm going to run into this person again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. There's there's going to be no shortage of me running into this person. So it's not, it's not quite as easy as saying, I'm like, I don't need this friend. I can just like stop seeing them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I think like that's what gonna, makes it a little bit trickier.
0: Yeah. You're going to keep seeing her and yeah. it feels to me, right. And this could change. It feels to me like you've done the repair that you're willing to try to do. It didn't go as far as you needed it to go. And you have a really clear snapshot right now of what the limitations are and the boundaries of this friendship And some of that does feel related to diabetes, and some of it feels related to who she is and who you guys are together. That's what I'm hearing.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I think that's true.
0: We're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers. Right now, your child's type 1 diagnosis feels like the biggest blow ever. You feel worried for their health and watchful all the time of pretty much everything, blood sugar, food, exercise. If your child was diagnosed in the last year and you want to get back to the calm and sturdy parent you were before diagnosis, the place to start is with Sweet Talk's After Diagnosis coaching program designed just for parents like you by me, a fellow t d mom and experienced therapist and diabetes coach. After Diagnosis will help you find a faster path to calm. When you're doing better with diabetes, your child will do better too. To find out more, go to diabetessweettalk.courses. What I hear her saying too, is all of a sudden I get to stop doing this and I'm not quite sure how to let it go. And True. Right? Like I'm very identified it's with identity. somebody yes. who's very attentive. And so in some way I feel like she's not trying to slap you in the face. She's just saying like, this is who I've identified as. And it's really hard. She's sharing her experience. Yes. And it just happened that it swiped you sideways.
1: Yes. But I do think that what this person said to me struck a very on point chord Mm -hmm. is that some people feel a need to compete. Like my child has this, my child has this, Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that I'm in a competition in that way. Um, If anything, I'm more reserved in terms of like who I open up to about diabetes. And although I've actually gotten quite a bit better since you and I did our group session, I just feel like, like I needed to like open the door and then it like swung open Mm -hmm. because like now I've been like bringing it up. I feel like just all the time in conversations where it feels natural, but I just wonder if like, in some ways, like she falls into that category is like, well, my child has allergies and she could die if she had a bite of this food Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, okay, well, so my child could die too from like lots of different things that could happen to her. Like, I don't know that I'm like dwelling on that. In fact, I'm not actually trying not to dwell on that. But like the fact that she needs to like literally fight every day and take medicine every day to survive
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is sort of a big deal. You know, it's not just when she like comes into contact with the food, it's like just existing. She needs this medication. It's
0: so unfortunate when we get into a place of what what in my family we call it the suffering Olympics. It's like it's just a really, really unfortunate dynamic that definitely can happen. And it's super painful because none of us really want to be in it. And yet in those relationships, somehow somebody is not feeling well enough seen. Right. Yes. Because if everyone felt really seen and understood, they wouldn't need to one up the person next to them to explain how it was harder for them. Yes. And so something happens in those relationships where where one parent doesn't feel seen. I'm yes. thinking about a parent I knew who had an autistic kid mm-hmm. and she got so angry at me that my daughter was getting community support in a way that she wasn't getting for her son who had autism, that she actually said to me, why would it even matter if your daughter ended up in the hospital? And I was like, wow, okay. Wow, that's and harsh." That, it was not a repairable yeah. comment, right? So yeah. I, I understand where you're coming from. Like that ended the friendship right there. I was like, okay, there's too much competition here about his yeah. autism and my daughter's diabetes. And I'm not willing to engage in this suffering Olympics with her. And right. so I was like, I decided, right. We're done. Yes. So that, that yes can happen for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I, there must've been like some of that going on too.
0: It definitely feels like it.
1: There were some things that have, so they were in the same preschool class. There was like some things that happened that like, because, I have a lifeline to an aide who I can text with who's in the class that is sort of like telling me any surprise things that are going on. Like, Oh, surprise. They're having chocolate for St. Patrick's day. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm scrambling to be like, Oh my God, how many carbs are in this thing? Like how many are in the package? What does the package say? Like how many is she eating? When is she eating it? So you know, my first thing is like, okay, I need to do all the research to so then get back to the aid to like, tell her, okay, yes, she can eat it. Can you bolster her for this much? I'm just taking a yes at this point. And then my second thought was, has anybody told this child's mom? Because I imagine this chocolate has something in it she can't eat. And they didn't. And I had to be the one to tell her. And I'm sure she was like irritated that like my child got the courtesy
0: mm-hmm.
1: of parent being informed mm-hmm. and like she was not told. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Listen, I get,
1: I get being like angry about that situation. I don't Mm -hmm. get the, if it sort of seemed like the anger may have been slightly (laughs) towards me.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) like, I'm the one who identified the issue.
1: The irony is like, I'm the one who flagged it as like a, like, Mm -hmm. hey, did anybody like actually tell you about this? Because uh, A, this is a surprise to me. And like, my first thought was like, how do I possibly deal with this? And my second thought was, isn't this an issue for your child too? Mm -hmm. And like, have you been told about this? Mm -hmm. Um, And the answer, of course, was no. But like, I mean, truly, like I looked back through my, it was like two minutes later. After I was told, I told her two minutes later.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because in those two minutes, I was like frantically researching. And then I was like, wait, this is not just an issue for my child. There's, there's a secondary issue. Yeah.
0: You were really willing to be so generous and reach out. And, and there was a little bit of a kill the messenger and it sounds like possibly again, some envy and some feeling of like less than, and, and you can see it right. Like diabetes is a like a disability Mm -hmm. and food allergies are not a disability. And so, and, and they are, they are life-threatening, right? For some kids, they really are life-threatening. And those parents have to be on pins and needles in a way that's probably different than we as diabetic parents, um, you know? And so she has some like ugly stepchild, right?
1: That's true. Like she's not given the same sort of support or attention. And like, frankly, the teacher, like who's been teaching for like decades, like honestly just didn't think when she's like, oh, surprise chocolate, Yeah. But one of my kids hasn't in my room has an allergy like she should have. The teacher should have known better. Like that's not really a question. It's just obviously she wasn't thinking. Yeah. But I'm sure that's part of it is like my child was given the courtesy of being like, here's a surprise snack that you're going to need insulin for. But oh, by the way, there's an allergen in this chocolate. And one of my kids Mm -hmm. has allergies. Yeah, that's rough. So yeah, it
0: sounds like there's a lot there. Yeah, like
1: it's not that I don't have sympathy for her. And obviously, like I gave the heads up. It wasn't even that she was like angry at me for not saying anything, because I did two minutes later. Like I I I genuinely went back to be like, How fast did I tell her about this after I knew? And I even told her, I was like, listen, I found out at 931. You I texted you at nine thirty-three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause I, I like had this feeling that she was gonna be think that I'd somehow delayed or should have like thought sooner about it. And I was like, I thought about it as truly as soon as I possibly could, because I'm an in instant research, figure it out mode. And then my second thought is like, this affects another child too.
0: It sounds like there's a lot there, Carla. Yeah. Like, there's I mean, just a lot there between us. Yes, I'm you.
1: sure that there's a lot there. And it's just more, it just sort of like, you know, leaves me with this really, which is why I like ask the question is like, not that I've had this many, opportunities to like sort of have this like weird interaction with somebody. But like, is this a thing? Like, is this a thing? Like, I've only been doing this for two years. Is this a thing with people who've been doing this a long time that like, this is just something I should like expect to come up
0: Well, I think you can expect that there is going to be some people who are love yeah. the suffering Olympics, right? Yes. I think that's reasonable. I think that yes. happens like look at kids in high school. I have so much homework. I didn't get enough sleep, right? There is a cultural thing about leaning into the misery. And that will be something you will run into sometimes. Is it a thing that you are going to have friends who aren't going to be able to understand? Yes. Yes. Is it a thing that you're going to have people you can't do the repair with? Yes. Mm -hmm. Should this be an expectation that you never get to have a good close friend who you can do repair and who will be able to understand your experience? I would say no. Right. So despite all those yeses, I would say that there are definitely people out there who are attentive and who are caring and who yes. don't need to engage in the Suffering Olympics and can watch what your experience is yes. um, from a less um, reactive place. Thank yeah. you for bringing that question. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you me. so much, okay. Joanne. Thanks again for listening today. If you want answers to your questions about parenting a kid with type one, I'd like to invite you to join our live recording sessions so you can ask your questions in person. Not only will you get the support you need and deserve, but through the podcast, you'll be helping other T1D parents to know that they're not alone with the challenges they're facing. To join one of my live recording sessions, simply go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register. Again, go to www www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register.